0: Schooled by Gordon Corman Chapter 13 Name, Sophie Donnelly The freakazoid just might be my good luck charm. A few days after my first driving lesson, Dad resurfaced. His job involved a lot of traveling, but this time he said he was going to be around for a few months. So now he can see about turning you into a licensed driver, he beamed at me. My mother gave him the look. Sophie was really disappointed when you didn't show up last week. Mother, I said warningly. I didn't need a trained social worker nagging interference for me dad chose not to pick up on the vibe well i'm here now he said cheerfully let's go and we did i have to say i wish he was as patient as cap but now that our house guest was on the cops a list for grand theft school bus it would probably be too risky to go out driving with him anymore cap was doing his tai chi under the weeping willow when i maneuvered dad's sob into the driveway god bless america Dad was astonished. That's the stray your mother brought home? The very same, I sighed. Does he have to do that right out in the open in broad daylight? He used to stick close to the house, I admitted. I persuaded him not to. Three buckets of water did the trick. One thing about Cap, it did take a brick building to fall on him. Dad laughed. You're a saint to put up with it, Soph. This is cruel and unusual. We agreed on that, especially the part about me being a saint. That was another advantage of having dad around. Mom was so nice, so kind, so understanding that she made the rest of us seem like insensitive jerks. But dad took one look at Cap Anderson and instantly understood my side of the story. Moments like this really made me miss him when he was away, which was most of the time. Dad waved to our house guests as he walked me to the door. Nice moves, kid. I used to do a little kendo in my younger days. He could make conversation with a brick wall, part of his salesman DNA cap looked disapprovingly. That's with swords, isn't it? Rain would never teach me anything that uses weapons. Dad nodded in agreement. We trained with padded sticks, so no one got hurt. Purely ceremonial. It was all about pressure points and energy flow. I'll show you one of these days. To me, he said, gotta run. But first, he reached into his pocket and pulled out a small jewelry box. Belated birthday present. Yeah, seven months belated. It took... I took it from him, thrilled. It was a silver bangle set with multicolored stones. Love it. Thanks, Dad. I was about to try it on when he snatched it back. Uh, not so fast. I just wanted to make sure you like it before I have it engraved. Cap stared at the bracelet, hypnotized. That, he said in a hushed voice, is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. Leave it to him. The kid grew up surrounded by wooden planks and fertilizer. The shiniest object in his life was probably an old pitchfork. No wonder he took a few rhinestones for the crown jewel. Dad tried to make it into a joke. I guess you don't get out much. I didn't get out at all until I came here. We never left Garland except to lay in supplies. Dad looked profoundly interested. I forgot. You're from Garland. Sophie's mom grew up there. What's it like these days? There followed a description of this year's turnip crop that would have put a Tasmanian devil to sleep. Dad was classy. He looked totally fascinated by the whole thing, but every now and then he would shoot me a smirk that had me thinking sad thoughts just to keep from cracking up. Oh, it was great to have Dad back again. Chapter 14. Name, Capricorn Anderson. It was true that I now knew a 129 people, but in a school of 1,100, that hardly made a dent. Rain always said, don't give up and don't give in. Of course, she was talking about civil rights or protesting a war or something, but I was sure it counted for this, too. The good news was that more students were coming up to me, which was a chance for me to ask their names. Usually, they wanted to talk about the time I drove Mr. Rodrigo to the hospital. I was amazed that people seemed less interested in Mr. Rodrigo's recovery than the details of how he got to the emergency room. Rain explained it to me the last time I spoke to her on the phone. That's society for you, Cap. "'Following the rules is more important than living your life. "'The law says you can't drive until you're 16, "'so if somebody does it, it's a huge deal. "'You should feel sorry for these poor kids. "'They're prisoners, and they don't even know it.' "'That explains why Sophie is so obsessed "'with getting her license,' I concluded. "'Exactly. What's a license? A piece of paper? "'That's the real story. Cap, that we've allowed ourselves "'to be enslaved by our own laws.' She was so sensible. I wish I could have talked to her 20 times a day. It was almost like I was piloting a ship through a blinding fog, and Rain was an experienced captain. I wished I could have asked her how to play every wave, but it just wasn't possible. Are you feeling better? When can we both go home? Soon, Cap, she promised. And in the meantime, you stay true to yourself. Don't change because everybody around you is spiritually handicapped. I don't know this Sophie girl, but her mother, Flora Mundy well let's say that she wasn't one of garland's bigger successes they say the apple never falls far from the tree you know rain i reminded her gently that sounds like a negativity trip rain taught me that when people are negative they're trying to put duct tape on their own damaged souls and while we were all for using duct tape on a drain pipe or a fender it could never hold together something as important as a soul you're right she admitted with a sigh "'It's hard to stay positive when you're surrounded by psychic zombies. "'I find myself slipping back to the dark ages before Garland. "'Yesterday I made a hand gesture to one of the so-called doctors. "'Let's just hope it was muscle memory from my taxi-driving career. "'It made me feel weird to hear Rain speaking ill about Sophie without even meeting her. "'Of course, I was partly to blame for that. "'I told Rain some of the mean stuff Sophie had said and done. "'I had to tell her the good about Sophie, but it was hard to nail down.' Like when Sophie smiled, just for that instant, there was almost no such thing as sadness. Would Rain even understand that? I wasn't sure I did myself. Everything about Sophie had a kind of shine to it. After years of studying art with Rain, I still couldn't remember a color as intense as the glitter polish Sophie painted on her toenails. Even her shelf in the bathroom was a wondrous sight, a skyline of bottles, tubes, and jars of all shapes and hues, and the names, passion fruit, Heel softener with volcanic pumice. birth of Paradise exfoliating scrub. Honey-infused moisturizing lotion with Lang Lang. I used her pomegranate shampoo with giga-volumizing power once, and when I looked in the mirror, I couldn't believe my eyes. My hair was standing up straight in all directions. A huge sphere of blonde fuzz surrounded me like a giant halo. I tried brushing it down, but all it did was crackle and stand even stiffer. Somehow this giga-volumizing power filled your hair with static electricity as if you'd stuck your finger in a light socket. To make matters worse, there was urgent pounding, and Sophie snarled, Get out of there! You're hogging the bathroom! When I opened the door, she stumbled back three steps and gawked at me. I've heard of bad hair days, but wow, you look like your head exploded. I tried your shampoo, I confessed. She was disgusted. If you're going to use the giga volumizer, you've got to use the conditioner that comes with it. Otherwise, you might as well be pumping 10,000 volts through your hair. I must have looked completely helpless because she took pity on me. She grabbed a bottle, marched me to the kitchen, and shoved my head in the sink. As she wet me down with a vegetable sprayer, I could feel my hair collapsing from its planetoid shape. "'When was your last haircut?' Sophie marveled. "'I've never had one,' I replied. "'Never?' Well, there was the time I whacked my head on the pump handle of our well. Doc Cafferty shaved part of my scalp so he he could put in stitches. She poured on some sweet-smelling stuff and started to massage it in. Who's he, your pediatrician? No, the vet. The massaging hands froze. Do me a favor, she said finally. What you just told me, never repeat that to anyone, especially if they have child services on their name tag. My hair was fine after that, and I never again used anything from Sophie's beautiful bathroom shelf but it wasn't because she said I couldn't. She even gave me some advice about cream for oily skin. I never touched it, though. I know when I'm playing with fire. I think she was in a better mood because her father was in town and her driving lessons were going well. Mr. Donnelly was a really nice person, although whenever he was around, his ex-wife looked pained and squinty, like she was trying to read something off a sign that was very far away. Mr. Donnelly even took the time to teach me some of his kendo positions. I couldn't wait to show them to Rain when we got back home. Another reason more people were speaking to me at school was this Halloween dance. Luckily, there was a dance on trigonometry and tears, so I sort of knew what to expect. It looked a lot like Rain's description of riots back in the 60s. Hundreds of people crammed belly to belly, waving their fists and shouting. I couldn't figure out why anyone would want to do that for fun, but they did. It was all they talked about. I don't know what kind of food to get for the dance, I said at least for at least the tenth time. I didn't even know people ate at a dance. I thought they danced. Yeah, but you need snacks and drinks and desserts, said Holly Van Arden, number 130. My neighbor goes to St. Andrews, and at their last prom, they had create your own pizza. You design the pie, toss the dough, add the toppings, and it cooks while you're dancing. People are still raving about it. Well, I think we should have that, I decided. Go ahead and set it up. It's not cheap, she warned. They have to bring in these giant ovens on wheels. I told her what Rain told me when I asked what would happen if we weren't able to afford our monthly trips for supplies. When you spend your life worrying about money, pretty soon money becomes your life. Cool, she exclaimed. Then she took on the job. In the identical way, people volunteered to handle drinks, desserts, posters, and decorations. The next morning when I arrived at school to do my Tai Chi, Holly Van Arden asked if she could join me. Naomi was already waiting for us.